Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. Introducing a new incarnation of world-renowned spiritual teachings, Higher Balance Dojo. Dojo is Higher Balance's latest digital training membership. Inside the Dojo studio, you'll find loads of curated content, hand-picked and organized to help you learn the most important lessons and techniques that are guaranteed to bring about spiritual transformation, initiate real mystical experiences, and inspire you to reach ever-increasing new heights on your journey to spiritual awakening. Sign up for a $1 trial to Higher Balance Dojo now and experience it for yourself by visiting hbidojo.com. That's h-b-i-d-o-j-o.com. In this EJP Live clip, Eric explains the topic of portals for the first time in a long time. Enjoy an in-depth breakdown of what portals are and how to create them. Make sure to get the full class for more information. So one activity we could be doing in the wintertime is to build portals. (laughs) Uh, And I don't think you've ever given us a walkthrough on, on how to build a portal. So is it possible to do that? Well, let's talk about portals. When we think of portals, we could think like Skinwalker Ranch, freaking real portals opening up with gigantic craft coming through our aliens, okay? And then there's, there's portals where there is consciousnesses exchanging or coming in and out of. And when I say that, that can, that can literally be very interesting phenomena. And that's kind of what you're, what you're dealing with when, you, when we're talking this level of, of uh, portals, okay? You are, in a sense, opening up a rift between, it could be dimensions, it can be through realities, it can be to other consciousness levels of, of whatever we're in, okay? So there are, there are portals where you, you concentrate and open them, and there's been giant tentacles that come through, and you literally can see these black tentacles coming through, and it's like, what the fuck? to the point of having what look like bipedal human beings come through that are elongated or stretched, but without features like us, they're, they're, they're dark, but don't think like, I mean, like they're, they're black and you can see them. Well, there's a transparency to them. And sometimes you think your, your, your eyes maybe are tricking you or your mind's tricking you until it gets really real until it gets very detailed all of a sudden, then you're like, okay, yeah, 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 this is real. Okay. Uh, there is, energy that can be drawn from you that you have to be aware of all of a sudden you feel real tired and you're just like what's going on you're ready to conk out like everybody is in the room uh other times it's other stuff i've been uh with portals where where we're out in arizona at the time and it smelled like the freaking ocean just opened up in the room with with air okay uh so a portal is in a sense you as a, a mystical person, spiritual person, it is a, a, a 
acquisition of knowledge. It's a, it's a, it's a request to exchange a level of paranormal phenomenon so that you can observe it and learn from it and maybe use it later on for something. So in a way, of course, that this is, this is your ticket to the movies. This is your ticket to go into roller derby night. This is your ticket to go into a live concert. This, we're different, okay? This is what, what we want to do. So we're, we're looking to be entertained. We're looking for interaction. We're looking for confirmation of, of phenomena or different stuff. This is what that is, okay? So I want you to understand that there can be negatives, there can be positives. I, 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 I would not, I wouldn't say that it's, it's risk-free. I would just say that the likelihood of you having a really bad experience is, is very marginal, but so is driving your car, okay? And that's how I look at it. I have opened up portals where you literally can see another world. I've seen cities. I've seen fields. I've seen murky water places that, you know, and the vast places in the universe, you know, keep in mind, don't have necessarily life. They're, they're not places that you are going to be able to walk around in, okay? And they're not necessarily going to be very visually appealing, okay? If you were to go to Mars and you were to look at it and not know it's Mars, you'd see basically nothing of major interest. It just would look like terrain, okay? So visually, let's talk about what your expectations are. There are levels of visual experiences, okay? Some are very vague and, and, and indescript, very like, like you're not sure if you're seeing something, but maybe you are. The next level is you're definitely seeing something, but it's not defined or crisp or clear. Then there's another level where everything looks like it's transparent and not very illuminated, like you could see massive structure, the, the distinctive shapes. But clearly, you can see that the shapes and the distinctiveness. You can even make out letters if something was written on something, okay? So there's quality right up to being as vivid as it is now, okay? But the more vivid it is, the rarer it's going to be, okay? Because it takes energy and phenomena to, to create this kind of opening to, to give that kind of data exchange. Whatever you're seeing, if you think in, in human terms – the distance that it's conveying that light, that information, okay? It's gotta be a wormhole. It's gotta be something folding space and there still could be distance on both sides, but you're, you're, you're moving this through time and space to wherever you are, okay? So I'm not gonna get into the, the science of all these possibilities. I just want you to understand that when you see things or you experience things, it's not like it's, it's necessarily right in front of you. It's something that's almost being broadcasted, but that broadcast isn't uh, limited to just like how we see. It's, it's like you can reach out and touch. Do you understand? Sometimes not. Most of the times not. But it, it certainly is. If something comes through, it's just super imposing onto our reality. So if it's like a tentacle comes through, it doesn't mean it's literally here. It's, it's God, how do I explain this? It's here, but it's not here. It's like holographically pushing itself from its side to our side in a way. It's like it's, 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 it's hard to explain. But there's a lot to learn. And, and, and there's a million encounters. And it drives me nuts when people say, this happened to me. What do you think it was? How the fuck? You know, you, you know, it, you know 
Uh, it, there's, there's so much craziness out there. I mean, obviously, I, I probably have a better idea than most, but the, the point is, so I want you to understand that when you are doing something like opening up a portal, that there is a very large arena of potential things that can occur to that or through that. Okay, so that's one. Now, spiritual religious people might go, oh, you're opening up a portal to the dark side. Are you burning? Okay, yeah, fine. All right. See you later. Bye. Look, you, you, most of the stuff that people experience through portals that scares them isn't because it was evil. It's because you simply had never encountered something like that. And your natural intuitive self says fear runs self-preservation from what you don't understand. If you understood it, you had a way to approach it. Mostly all the encounters I find are not necessarily there to do harm. Or if they are, they don't have the energy or the ability to do so. It's more a holographic limited ability to, to, to say what is going on. What, what is this hole I'm seeing and what's on the other side? What are these these ugly ass beings on the other side. Are they intelligent? You know, what are they? They look like, like, like globular insects. They're gummy bears maybe. Uh, but the, the, the point is, is that it's, it's, it's strange to them as it is to us, but in the same token, they, that some of the phenomena doesn't, the vast majority of phenomena doesn't mean it's intelligent. It is, is an octopus arm coming through the kind of intelligence you, you would think of it as an alien. What if it's just got the intelligence of, of a dog or of, of, of something, and it's just it, it's not fearful. It's just exploring another crevice that you've created. Do you understand? So it's not like, oh, I'm going to snatch her and get her. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's lasting on its mind. And it may not even be able to see you, by the way. And, and often that's the case, too. So, so there's a, a huge level of, of possibilities for the phenomena. The vast majority of it, is probably not going to be super intense, but it can be. I'm, you know, I don't want to say it can't because it can't. Okay, now having to do with opening a portal. One, okay, consciousness affects reality, especially when you're dealing with portals. So if you have naysayers, if you have non-believers, if you have other people who are spiritual who have a different interpretation of these things than you do, this all starts to potentially become a conflict of what kind of phenomena is able to come out of your, your work. Do you understand? So you really don't necessarily want to be interrupted. You don't want people knowing what you're doing. You don't want to have interference on that level. And if you're going to have other people, you want to make sure they're of like mind or that they're open-minded to the possibilities. And that, that's all sometimes better than, than other people who are more mentally disciplined. Like I said, push the scared person in front. Uh, it's just another means of, of getting that. And you can make a, non a non-believer a believer if they're willing to be patient enough and work with you and if your mental practice is strong enough, okay? It, it doesn't matter whether they're there or not. But again, this is, again, conversation. This is the, the whole, you know, uh, observation non-observer like split test the second you are aware of being observed it minimalizes the, the phenomenon it makes the matrix stronger because it, the matrix like oh something's going on here oh we got to keep it all in order when you don't feel that then it allows more phenomena to happen because you, you don't have it so you know again split test stuff so so that's stuff to, to keep in mind okay you've got to check your mental state of mind 
what your discipline level is, what your emotional state is, what your expectation level is when you go into beginning to do something like this, okay? Because that's going to also equate to the level of results. So another thing would be to say, well, you're going to open up a portal in your house. Where are you going to do it? Oh, probably my bedroom closet. Mm, great. So at 4 a.m., when you think there's something in your, in your house, don't fucking call me or bother me. Go, that's not the, I don't know what happened. What happened? I don't know. I didn't do nothing. The fuck you didn't. Okay. So keep that in mind. I ain't going to feel sorry for you. Okay. Uh, I, you know, God, I could give you so many crazy portal stories. It's, it's the, the best portal in my first beginnings was when, when I was with Lynn down in the basement and I, I made crazy fucking portal. I was portal happy when I, cause I figured out how to do it. I was like, I cracked the cold ah, craziness. And it was fucking crazy shit. And I remember when I wasn't there, we had broken up and stuff. And, and my buddy Scott was visiting her, you know, he was like, what the fuck? They both freaked out because from the wall came this like gnome level creature come running out across the room and they both seen it spot on within 10 to 15 feet un, un debatable and it ran into something else and they were running after trying to find it and freaking out and running out of the house after uh you just don't know what's going to necessarily happen now i of course have probably a lot more control over it and i honestly haven't done really anything with portals in, in so long uh but in as I mean, I remember, God, I could tell you so many old school stories. Those are the best ones. Yeah, when we were stupid and we didn't know what we were doing, we opened up the portals to hell. Okay. Yay. So much fun. Uh, okay. So let's, let's talk about portals. Okay. If you go into it and you're fearful that you're going to bring something dark in, you're calling something dark in. Okay. If you go into it and you're open-minded and you're thinking, just seeing phenomena, usually the phenomena you're going to feel or experience or see is not going to be something that's going to scare you or terrify you, okay? So how do you open a portal? How do you, you make this happen? You start off with a spooky room. You lower the lights. The brighter the lights are, it's just like shape-shifting or morphing or anything like that. Light is creating the matrix more firmly for us for reality to confirm. This is the wall. These are the shelves. This is what I see. I can move around fine. There's no question about anything, okay? As a room becomes slowly darker, your confidence in your observation starts to, to minimalize because you're having trouble detecting distance, where, how far away is something? How close? Can I define what it is? Is it really what I'm looking at or not looking at? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, last night, I, I woke up at 3 a.m. And it's dark in my room, but bright enough. And there's my dog fucking sitting up staring at me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Fucking goddamn dog. Why is he just staring at me and stuff, right? But my check is, I don't feel like my dog. But my eyes are saying, it's my dog, okay? So I'm, I'm kind of getting, I'm like, the fuck's the matter with you? And I look, and it's actually my ear purifier just in the right position and the darkness and everything. There's the dog conked out on the floor. So, but in a weird way, that's what you want for an environment to create a portal. You want to distort your sense of perceived reality because it makes it more possible for the for unusualness or improbability or unlikeliness to occur. 
it makes sense to the matrix. Does that make sense? The matrix feels you, it relates to you, and it creates circumstances as a relationship to, to your observations or your state of mind. So in order to bend the rules to hack reality, you've, you've got to use yourself as a bouncing tool in order to, to hack that system, just like scrying, just like anything. Else. You are distorting or creating the potential for you to create an illusion, okay? And you could say, well, there's nothing there. It's just an illusion. I'm, I'm, my mind is making up things. Yes, but no, it gets very real if you, if you follow the, the rabbit trail, okay? So once you, you have this level of distortion and you're, you're like, okay, these things are normal, now the matrix kind of works with that. It kind of goes like, well, all right, you know, I got to, I got to, you know, this is part of, this is reality of low light. They've got to blah, 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 blah. So you start to get into this bending the rules place. So if you were to, to sit down, you want to pick almost a, well, to me, nah, um, you want to choose a, a space that is dark enough, but not terribly dark, but dark enough that it's, you know, things tend to, to look not necessarily like, like you would think with the lights on. Okay. A blurred level, maybe. Okay. A distorted level. And you concentrate on that space. You concentrate on it. You stare at it. You look at it and you work with that space at some point because your, your mind is saying, I want to open a portal. Okay. It's already, already there. Several things are going to happen. One, you probably are going to start to see what I call the purple fog. The purple fog is, it looks like clouds, but there's like this darker purple illumination, but it's not bright. It's very dark purple, but you can see the contrast. And it looks like it's rolling clouds in one direction or another, okay, as if it's coming at you or it's going away. And you look at it, you can start to see it's, it's concave. It starts to make a tunnel. But do not think that this is like vivid. This is like, this is there and it's very defined and it gets more defined as you look at it. But, but it's like auras. Don't expect to see a glowing red aura, a green aura. That's not how it works. Like a drop of, of food dye until you really get good at it and it intensifies. Look at it that way, okay? The reason why people have a limitation to their, their portal effect is because the moment you start seeing something, you start getting excited and you start analyzing. The moment you start analyzing, you limit the effect, okay? It's very hard not to do that. That's why it's called a skill set. It's called mental concentration. It's, if you've got good concentration, you prevent yourself from becoming analytical and you let yourself continue building up the phenomena. I always say, observe the phenomena, think about it later, analyze it later. Don't analyze it in the moment. So you will get this effect of this, this dark purplish color that is lighter than, than dark color, but you're going to have this contract and you, it looks like clouds. It literally looks like some kind of weird vortexy cloud stuff. Okay. And it's moving. It's just, um, that's one. Another one can be with, with doing portal work is the, the walls just start to get kind of wavy. They kind of look like they're distorted. Uh, you can see static coming from them, three-dimensional level, like you almost are looking through the wall or that it's starting to have this, this uh, appearance of not being a wall, more like a, a depth or an open space. 
your rational mind wants to go like, oh my God, I think I'm doing it, but it should be a wall. And now you're looking for the wall. And the second you're looking for the wall to confirm there was a wall and it's not there no more, you're actually making the wall reappear. Okay. So you, you have to be very careful what you're doing or you ruin all the work you put into it. So if the, the wall's not there, accept the wall's not there. Don't try to rationalize it. Because if you don't, then other cool shit can continue happening. You can choose a very dark corner of the room that's very, very dark. And usually because you've chosen the darkest space to work on, instead of a place that's a little bit more illuminated and you can concentrate on, okay, the dark space for whatever reason tends to draw in shadow people kind of level, like, like intelligent uh, other dimension entities uh, can come from that. So for whatever reason, I think that light and variations of light are almost like channels that you tune to that actually convey to whatever dimension you're playing around with. And I think that's brilliant what I just said, okay? So the, the lighting level that you deem to work with, okay, defines what place or what kind of phenomena that you may encounter or that you're, you're going to, to experience. So oftentimes, I hate to use the word staring because I don't want to say stare. So I always say blank, whatever. What I'm really saying is, is devoted concentration, clearing your mind, having an expectation, okay? As you get better with making portals, you'll, you'll find that you can do it with all the lights on, okay? But you, you, the more lights on, the harder it is to do it. It's just like if you guys have done face morphing, okay? When you start off with face morphing, the best success is candlelight level light, okay? But as you get better and better and better, I've done fucking face morphing sitting on the beach at noontime without a cloud in the sky, okay? And just go right through the boom, 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 full detail, full, full clothing, different, everything, okay? So it's, it's to get that skill level, you've got to work with something that, that, that you're going to build that discipline up with because it's really your mind affecting reality. Do you understand? It's not it coming to you, to you. It's you bringing yourself to it. And the second your mind wanders, that's the end of the show. So I would do portals sometimes. Often the laziest places are the most convenient places. So when you're awake, you're bored, stare at the ceiling, start doing portals there. I've done crazy portals with, with my ceiling. Uh, you, you know, but you, you can do it across the room if it's dark enough or bright enough and you can do stuff, okay? And usually some of that is some of the best encounters. For whatever reason, up and down also have different kind of weird experiences. And I think that's because how we intellectualize direction, okay, defines what our minds allow us to tune into to, to have for an effect come through. So when you look direct, I think that you see more interactive phenomena, entity come through. Because we associate getting up walking and movement. It's like that kind of environment for us because we're two, three-dimensional. Uh, when you look up, it's not a place we, we go. We think space. We think uh, uh, expansion into to whatever. It's not a, a place that is occupied by people walking around. So I think that our minds open that up to more of a portal where, where I often will see other galaxies or star systems or just all sorts of crazy shit like that. 
um, not necessarily seeing beings. If I, if I look across the room, whatever reason, you get more of that. So it's, it's tuning the phenomena, really. But when I've, I've opened up portals over my head, the easiest one is to do the, the, the cloud thing. It's, it's a thing. It's real. But you'll get bored with that after a while. And you're going to want for more. And what happens is, is that you're so ingrained to creating the, the purple cloud stuff that that seems to be the always the thing that gets you stuck. It's almost like you, you, you hold yourself there. And it's you. It's not the phenomena. Trust me. It's you not figuring out how to get past it. And the more you want to get past it, the more it prevents you from getting past it. So what would I say? See if you can adjust the lighting in the room. If you adjust the lighting, it tends to shift the experience. So while doing my ceiling, oftentimes I can remove the whole ceiling. I can remove the, the roof. And it's like a zoom into looking into the star system. Okay. Uh, I have literally seen satellites, which look like little, little, they're not UFOs, but they look like little stars moving across literally through my fucking ceiling. Um, I, if you, if you, it's, it's weird, but you, you can, you can shift your, your consciousness to kind of like zoom. So you get even a different view from a deeper portion of a galaxy or something you've never seen. I've seen planets like zoomed in, just looking at my ceiling. It's, it was sur it's surreal. Okay, uh, but once you have a certain expectation to do that with your human mind, it ain't gonna happen. You you almost got to go with it with with a non-controlling or non-expectation mind because it, it doesn't work that way. It works like tones in your head. You can control it, but it's like controlling tones. So darker rooms, different variations of lighting. All of the variation of lighting is like controls or contributes to what kind of phenomena you're going to be able to dial into your natural instinct of looking across is going to bring in more of an entity or beings or, or something on that level looking up if you're in your bed it's going to be a different experience in that way sitting on the floor looking at a wall because there has to be a wall strangely enough there has to be some surface within 10 20 feet that you're concentrating on if you're looking in the room it's not that it's impossible uh, and it's, it's not doable. Certainly I've done it, but for whatever reason, having a wall just seems to work better. Having a surface to project your portal on seems to be more productive yielding in results than actually looking at your room and trying to open something in the middle of the floor space, like in the air. It, it, it probably is more human related as in the fact that we have a harder time relating on nothingness rather than having something as a structure there. Okay. So some techniques I used in my earlier days, um, you know, if you look at a wall and you're seeing that wall, do in a simulation or a projection of a simulation that you would on a doorway or a door opening, or the purpose of that door, or how it feels when people come and go, and you expect somebody to go through, or you know that you can go through there. When you treat the wall as if it has that aspect, the matrix then, in some cases, works with you. And all of a sudden now, the idea of a portal starts to become manifested. It doesn't have to be a door. You're not really thinking that way. What you're doing is you're trying to suggest and impose on reality that there is a threshold that allows something to go to and fro. 
any kind of form of, of travel with a simulation and broadcasting that simulation, if it's done with a discipline level, actually will always yield some form of results. So an, another one that I think I would, would do when I was younger trying to get myself trained with all this is, is um, imagine you're, you're, you've you ever been on a city bus, okay? And you're traveling on the city bus, you're going somewhere, but you're not paying attention, that's the key, okay? But you know you're traveling, okay? Same thing, can you create that feeling in a darkened room that that's what's going on with you. If you don't see yourself with other people, you just feel like that's your, your you just do the bus, just ad-lib the parts you don't need and put in the main parts and, and see the room as if it's a traveling format for you. This often will trigger uh, doorways and phenomena or portals to, to happen if the lighting is correct. So doing a simulations with different various forms of of travel coming to and fro stuff like that is is what the magic spell is if you ask me what is the magic fucking spell how does it work well it's all science in the end you are imposing on top of something it's it's like layering something like like two pieces of plastic with images on it upon one another to create an image combined so you're you're superimposing something that's irrational in the sense of the organized level of the matrix. That doesn't belong here. How could you be trying to convince me you're on a fucking bus, okay? But in a darkened room, it's not being reinforced visually that you're in the room. So why couldn't you be in a, on a bus? Why couldn't you be on a train? Why couldn't you be on an airplane? All three of them actually can yield very interesting results, okay? But if you, if you superimpose that on your environment, the matrix, if you really put it out there rock solid, Okay, and there's variation levels of that. It it has to accommodate you because the matrix doesn't generate reality as a format. It 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 generates reality based on your relationship that it feels you're having or what it wants you to feel. D does that make sense? This is this is very tricky to to explain. When, when we see a holographic Star Trek and they go into the holographic room, okay, the, the holograph looks like it's, it's, it's nature, you're out in it, yada, 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 okay? And you move around in that environment because you treat it as, as this is the environment, okay? So the computer is creating that and you're moving and it's, 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 what it's really doing is it's moving the room for you okay let, let me come back in somebody posted maybe i think it was natalie on her thing she had these two dots over a map and one dot was was pulsing and the other one just was sitting there so they put this map on and it says well there's the there's one chasing the other and they switch roles and they're chasing you and they're moving all around this map and you're looking and you're you can see them chasing one another and they're narrating and the other one's chasing the other way because they switch who's chasing who and then they point out the fact that the dots never moved. The, the, the red dot always stayed in one place. It was the map that moved, okay? But in our mind, it, our mind told us it was moving around the thing, even though we could tell there's a frame, the frame ain't moving, okay? And the, the dot that was chasing it, all it did was go in a circle around it, going on and off. So when you move the map, it just, it looks like it's going up and down. It looks like three-dimensionally walking like we do. That is your Rosetta Stone to reality. 
okay? So when you perceive reality in the matrix, you assume wrongly that everything is fixated in a certain place and that you're going to wherever the room, the bathroom, to go get a drink. You're going to these locations, okay? That's what is what in our mind is absolute truth, okay? But the matrix is generating constantly your perception of reality, and in there lies the answer. What you perceive, it needs your perception to reinforce it's correctly doing whatever it needs you to do. Because the second something looks strange to you, like, what the fuck is going on, okay? It, that's an instantaneous, and a tenth of a tenth of a second that it knows that somehow there's been a glitch and it needs to fix it before there's anything going on and it needs to eradicate it from your mind. A lot of people ask us, where's the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the foundation meditation system. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts. Follow us on Instagram at Higher Balance Institute, all one word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. When I was young, I recall sitting in the back seat of the family car as we drove somewheres, probably just to get away. I remember seeing the rivets of the back seat, the leather contour, the fabric and texture of the floor mat. I was small. I remember looking upward through the window seeing the reflection of the glass of myself, a metal lining along the glass trim. I could only see the trees and the sky moving by. I thought I could touch it, so I did, reaching my hand out the window to touch it. I felt it. I felt the air pushing and moving beneath my hand and the warmth of the sun upon its back. I think it was at that moment I began to awaken 
knowing that sometimes when you want to find something, you don't always find it in the way that you think you're going to. You see, my hand, it moved against the wind, pushing, weaving, feeling it, touching it, and the sun warming, soothing, healing. Somewhere in between, I flew. Higher balance. We think outside of the box. A new kind of spirituality, a new kind of meditation, a revolution in consciousness. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio. 